Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Can I'm so you excited to speak with you. I am excited to speak with you. Uh, can you see me okay at this angle? Yes. Can you see me well at this angle? Yeah, I can see you real well. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. All right. So um, I'm just going to give you a little bit of background on the project. Yes. Um, so Cynthia Terry has been thinking of collecting um, a collection of stories from alumni about their religious experiences. But what really motivated um, and pushed this project forward was the uh, introduction of the um, Goldman Goldsmith <laughs> Interfaith Center that is scheduled to be constructed soon. Um, and the mission of this project was really to give voice to alumni, but a secondary goal now is to also see what, what improvements we can make um, to the experiences of future students. Um, and so that's why I'm very excited to speak with you and hear about um, your experiences and also what recommendations you would give to the college um, to better future students' experiences. So how, how did you select people to interview? Um, so we, so um, you may remember that in the summer before your first year at Goucher, um, there, there was an optional um, religion um, form that students could fill out to indicate what faith they belong to. Um, that's actually started to get, that information started to get collected um, in to, back in 2001, but um, other students that before that time were collected on a um, on a snowball kind of basis. Who knew who? Um, reaching out to the alumni house and seeing what um, contacts we could put out and things like that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. Um, how did uh, if I may ask? How did you hear about the project? Did I just, what, did you were you just part of the initial pool? Yes. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Okay, so um, we can start the interview, and um, so just give me a we can get a quick introduction from you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I first found out about Goucher from two students from Dallas who were there, and uh, that's one summer at the swimming pool. I was talking to them. I'd known them for a long time. They were a few years older than me. And uh, asked them where they were going to college. And, of course, I'd never heard of Goucher. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but then found out that the mother of one of them had gone there. Uh, and I started getting more and more interested. And, actually, it was the only college I applied to. I did have one backup. But, I, you know, back in those days, you didn't have to, in the dark ages, <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't have to apply to lots and lots of schools. So I absolutely adored Goucher. I did leave at the end of my sophomore year. It was back when women married young. I was 19. And I actually finished my education at Northwestern in Evanston. However, I have always supported Goucher financially. And I've been back. I was on alumni council that they used to have. So I've been back to reunions and always read about everything Goucher and um, you know most recently I have been so excited about your president and sorry that he is leaving although he's coming back to Dallas which is a good thing but uh, I knew him because he did these jazz Shabbats at mm -hmm. my temple here 
And uh, I know he's done great things there, but I'm sorry to see him leave Goucher. Yeah, same here. Um, that's awesome. Well, uh, thank you for all your support thus far and also for supporting this project. Um, so take me back a little um, before Goucher. Um, what were your interactions with um, religion then? Um, I have, I was raised as a Reformed Jew and we weren't terribly observant. I mean, we certainly observed the High Holy Days and Hanukkah and Passover. Uh, and I was in religious school, but I didn't come out of a home that, you know, practiced a lot. Um, I was always interested in interfaith, always from the time I was a young girl. I always had friends of all stripes. And um, so that kind of is my background um, with religion. Um, and what are some of your most prominent memories surrounding religion at that time, whether it was, you know, celebrating holidays or having Shabbat every Friday or something like that? Uh, the High Holy Days and Passover, mm -hmm. I think, were, were the, two, uh, the two times a year that I really got more involved and my family got more involved. We did not have Shabbat at home. We did not celebrate Shabbat. Um, and uh, so those are the two things that I remember very fondly. And can you paint me a picture of what um, some of your traditions around those holidays were? Um, what did your family do? What did you eat? Things like well, that. The, the High Holy Days, of course, we went to temple both on Erev Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur and uh, during the day as well. And I don't remember that we got together with other family at that time. I think it was just my brother and myself and my parents. Um, Passover was different. Uh, sometimes we had it at our house. Uh, most often we went to a friend's home and there, you know, were 20 of us and we had a great time. Yeah. That sounds very lovely. Um, Um, did you feel you had a very strong um, Jewish community back home before coming to Goucher? Uh, yes, certainly. My, my parents were very involved in the temple. Uh, they volunteered a lot. And uh, my mother, you know, chaired committees. And uh, so, of course, I was in religious school. And, um, uh, you know, they identified strongly with, with the temple and the Jewish community here. Um, so you told me a little bit about how uh, finding Goucher came to be. Um, what were some of your first impressions about the religious uh, environment at Goucher? Um, I found it to be very, very open. Um, I was thrilled as a freshman to be invited by Margot Perot to be the freshman representative to the interfaith I don't think called the Interfaith Council, uh, Interfaith Association. That's what it was, the Interfaith Association. And I was thrilled about that because of my interest in interfaith. Um, it was during my, I think, maybe the third quarter of my freshman year that the Jewish students, um, they were forming a group, a Jewish Students Association. And frankly, I was not in favor of that. 
because I didn't know of that there was a Protestant Students Association or you know any other kind of religious association except the interfaith to my what I recall and I just felt I didn't want us to be separating ourselves from the general community. I mean, things have changed. It's probably have Hillel on campus now, which was probably an outgrowth of, of that group. But um, I did not really get involved uh, too much with that group. And then, then I left. Uh, but to me, Goucher was so open and welcoming and there was no... I didn't see any kind of discrimination or anything on the campus. Um, it just wasn't who the students were. And what what were what was being on the Interfaith Association like? What were some of your club activities and responsibilities? Oh, I wish I could remember that, but <laughs> I, it was a long time ago. I mean, I remember we you know we met and. Um, I don't know whether we had events. I really don't remember. But I'm sure if Margot Perot was leading it, we did some good things. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, so um, wh- where um, were there moments when you felt that your religious identity was very visible? Um Yes, I think during the High Holy Days. Um, let me tell you about a program that they had at Goucher when I got there. They're, they had Goucher parents. These were families that volunteered, mm-hmm. Jewish families that volunteered to be like Goucher parents to the Jewish students, a place for them to go for Shabbat, for holidays. And so I had a Goucher family and uh, I used to take my overnights there when they allowed us to start doing that. Um, that's a, another story <laughs> of history. Um, and um, so, um, you know, the, the, they had children, and I became close to this family. I was also very lucky that uh, my family were the Pearlstone family, mm-hmm. and uh, they, Jack and Peggy Pearlstone, mm-hmm. and... So I spent time with them as well. But um, so the the idea for the college is they wanted to have Jewish, let Jewish students have a place to go to mm-hmm. celebrate the holidays. And that was really a, a neat program. Yeah, that sounds very lovely. I wonder if they, I haven't heard that we still have it, but that would be really amazing, I think. Uh, I, I think it's great, and i you know, not sure why they don't, because it was very successful, mm-hmm. and people in the community, the Baltimore community, were certainly happy to volunteer. Yeah, I bet, yeah. Um, so you spoke to this a little bit, but without religion, what were some things that made you feel more connected to your peers? <sighs> There was just a camaraderie unlike anything else I've ever experienced in my life mm-hmm. at Goucher. Mm-hmm. Um, we just supported each other and had fun with each other and studied with each other. And it was just, it was a great time. It was also a great era. Uh, you weren't even born then, but we were in an ivory tower. Everything was calm in the world. It was after World War II. Um, we didn't worry about anything but studying and having fun. Wow. 
<laughs> must be nice, awesome huh? Time, yeah. <laughs> um, and what were some specific moments in your college experience when your when your Jewish identity um, was most palpable to you? Like whether that's in the classroom or outside the classroom. Well, I took religion uh, my first semester and second. So I took the Old Testament, then I took the New Testament, and I think. In reading the Old Testament mm -hmm. in that class, I think um, you know my identity was strengthened by mm -hmm. that by that class. Was it taught by a Jewish faculty member? No, uh, -uh. it was taught actually taught by the chaplain. Oh, wow. of, of the college, uh huh. Wow, yeah, that sounds awesome, and th that's really interesting because I know right now we have a few. Um, Jewish specific um, um, uh, classes and a lot of them are taught by Jewish faculty and I okay. think those are very interesting. Mm -hmm. I was wondering if that had started earlier on. No. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and what were, were there ever moments when you came home from college on break or something um, with a new idea or perspective on your religion? Um, and did that start conversations at home or maybe even some some arguments? It really did not. No, things were just the way they were mm. when I when I came home. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and how do you feel um, that your religious experience at Goucher has shaped your postgraduate relationship with Judaism? Well, I went on actually to major in religion in at Northwestern with an emphasis on Jewish studies, even though they did not have oh, wow. a specific Jewish studies program. Uh, my advisor was the chaplain of uh, the university, which was Methodist uh, at that you know at that time. Uh, by the way, Northwestern was quite an anti-Semitic school. They had they had a quota mm -hmm. at that time. They were one of those schools, good schools that had a quota. I got a great mm -hmm. education there, but but anyway, I took a lot of courses in Judaism, studying with mm -hmm. the rabbi at Hillel, gave some of the courses, and that really shaped my outlook and feeling for my religion during that time to study it academically and mm -hmm. to learn you know, more deeply about it uh, and to write papers about it. I used to send them home to my rabbi here for him to look at. Um, so that, you know, probably started at Goucher with uh, going to taking the classes in religion and then continuing that at Northwestern. Wow, that sounds very powerful, like uh, strengthening um, your relationship in a very, like in an academic way interesting did that end up influencing also your practices as well or not as much later on it did um reform judaism has become more traditional it goes more toward the right than the left now and um i have embraced those changes there's more hebrew in the service i actually uh, became a bat mitzvah as an adult two years ago. Wow. wow. And yes. And so I learned to read Hebrew at age 80. And um, that's amazing. Uh, yeah. And so I go to lots of as many of the educational programs as I can. And I recently 
took a trip to New York with our two cantors. It was a um, a worship and a spirituality uh, experience. Uh, we uh, went to different synagogues and um, saw how differently people worship, mm-hmm. you know, worship Adonai and how different the religion is 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 taken on there. And so that was it was a prayer and spiritual spirituality trip. So uh, that was just a couple of weeks ago. So that I do all those kinds of things that I can do. Mm-hmm. I'm going to Spain with uh, our senior rabbi and his wife, who's also a rabbi, who works in the interfaith community in Dallas, um, to uh, on a trip to Spain next October, which is going to be Jewish Spain. We're going to be exploring all the history of the Jews in Spain. Wow. It's great that you could continue learning even after you've, uh, hung up your cord. <laughs> well, I want to tell you, if if I'd had my way, I'd have been a student all my life. So I've taken lots of different kinds of classes. I love being in class. I love studying. Mm-hmm. It's good to know. As a as a senior myself, I'm uh, concerned about you know leaving the learning atmosphere. But it's good to know that you can always motivate yourself to keep learning. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, you got that. So besides increasing the number of admitted students from a Jewish background, what are some resources that would have been uh, that would have helped improve your religious experience at Goucher? Um, I think if they had had maybe Shabbat services on campus, which I don't believe they had. Uh, maybe they do now, but they didn't then. And that might have pulled me in a little more because I probably would have done that. Mm-hmm. I don't recall that they did um, at that time. Uh, probably do now at Hillel, but of course there was, you know, there was. And maybe after the Jewish Student Association started going, perhaps they did have Shabbat services. But that wasn't part of, of uh, the program mm-hmm. when I was there. Um, and so Goucher is preparing to build the Gilman, the Goldsmith Interfaith Center. Um, what do you think the value of such a place would be? Um, oh, I think it would be wonderful. I mean, the, the, I know the Goucher community is much more diverse than it was. I mean, I was in the class with the first African-American student with Jewel Robinson mm-hmm. and, um, uh, you know, knowing the diversity, um, in the student body now, I just think it would be a place for uh, more learning and more understanding, more learning about religions. And um, I, I want to tell you about something I'm involved with here that maybe could be started there. Uh, I am. Uh, I belong to a group here called Daughters of Abraham, mm-hmm. and it is Muslim, Christian, and Jewish women. We meet once a month. We have a specific topic to talk about. Politics is off the table entirely. We talk about our religion and our particular experiences. I mean, we may be talking about women in the Quran and and the Torah um, and the Bible. Um, We we have our uh, topics selected for the entire year. And uh, I've been very, actually, I was the first Jewish person in the group. Our temple got a call from um, a Methodist um, minister who um, she wanted to 
start this group, there was a Muslim woman and um, they wanted to talk to somebody from the temple and they asked me if I would do it. I mean, it was so perfect for me. They didn't know about my interest in interfaith, but it was so perfect for me to do. And we have grown from the three of us to where we get 40 or 50 women a month to come. Wow. So we alternate where it's held. Uh, you know, one month at a church of some kind, one month at a mosque, and uh, the next month it'll be at Temple Emmanuel here. Mm-hmm. So, you know, getting a dialogue group going like that as part of the activities of that, maybe you have that now, I don't know, but that would be a wonderful thing to do with that center. Yeah, right now we only really have an interfaith council, which um, I'm a part of, and it's been it's been amazing all of the participants really feel close to the group as a learning environment <clears throat> excuse me as a sharing environment um, so i really know the the value of such a such a group and i think um having a more dialectic focus would be um would add a lot of value to that so uh, wow do you know if there are other branches in uh, in the country uh I don't know. I know that it started here in Arlington, Texas, which is a town between Dallas and Fort Worth. Mm-hmm. And uh, this woman that started it is just amazing. So there are a couple of chapters in Fort Worth and a couple in Arlington. There's only one now in Dallas, but the there are a lot of women who live far north Dallas, and probably it's time for them to start their own group because it's a distance for them to come so i i suspect that it will branch out i don't know i don't know if there are chapters in other in other parts of the country i would hope there would be but not that that our founder knows about that's awesome yeah yeah um is there anything else that you would like to share about your experience perhaps to future students who um, are going to be, uh, could possibly be in the position that you were about um, during your time here. Does that make sense? Um, yeah, I mean, it would be neat if that Goucher parents program was started again. It doesn't seem to me that that would be a difficult, why it stopped, I don't know, because there's always, there have always, has always been a decent number of Jewish students at Goucher, probably more than the population would, you know, would seem, would seem to allow. Um, and um, I think that would be, you know, a, a wonderful way for them to be able to, I mean, I never would have gone to Baltimore Hebrew congregation on my own, you know, without being with a family who went there on the, on the high holy days. Right. So, so kind of have a bridge to the community as well. Yes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So were there any questions? So this is uh, my last question. Uh, were there any questions from the questionnaire that you would like to elaborate on? And I can read you the questions if you would. Okay. Yeah. If you would, I don't remember them all. <laughs> all righty. Um, so starting from the top. Um, oh, you're here. No. Um, I imagine you don't have much else to say about your decision to come to Galilee. No. no. <laughs> um, okay, so what were your initial impressions of Goucher, which uh, you elaborated on? 
Um, did you continue to practice your creed the same as you did before attending Goucher? Did I continue to practice um, your religion the same as you did before attending Goucher? Yes, yes. Um, how did you think your identity as a religious minority in college impacted your religious identity after college, which you, which you said? Um, resources on campus. Resources outside of campus, which besides your... Um, your family, your adopted family, I suppose you could say, um, were there other resources outside of um, Goucher that were uh, helpful to you? Not in terms of religion, no. Um, I wasn't looking for them either, so, yeah. yeah. Um, what, was, what was the most challenging aspect of your experience as a religious minority? Uh, you know what? I know intellectually that I'm a religious minority. It's not something I have ever focused on my entire life. Mm. My parents always had non-Jewish friends as well as Jewish friends. I did too. I know that I'm a religious minority, but mm -hmm. I've never, that's something I've just never, ever focused on. Mm. I've just gone out into the world and met people and had friends, and I have friends of all religions and uh so i just don't focus on that never have so that's not um you wouldn't say that's a part of or like a prominent part of your identity because you are so interfaith focused yes yeah, yeah. um okay so i think that, that those were all the questions in the questionnaire so okay. yeah. can i ask you a couple of questions yes please yeah, yeah, tell me what what you're majoring and what your great degree in I'm studying anthropology and public health. Oh, wow. And what are you planning to do after you graduate? Um, I'm hoping to work in public health, um, preferably in some type of um, community engagement and health-oriented um, organization. I'm right now applying to some um, consulting firms about health and uh, philanthropy. But other than, um, I'm also applying to a position through the CDC. It's, it's kind of a training program um, uh -huh. for a couple of years. But other than that, I'm pretty wide open right now because um, I want to get motivated and excited about what I want to, like where I want my career to go before I jump into grad school. Yeah, so you're planning on grad school. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Where are you from? Where's your hometown? So I am. I was originally born in Ethiopia, but I was raised in Maryland, in like Montgomery County. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> my my niece lives in there in uh, Columbia. Oh, okay. So that's yeah. far away. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Does she? Oh, how old is she? Does she go to school? No, she works at Johns Hopkins. She's a speech pathologist working with um, uh, stroke patients. Oh, wow, that's awesome. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. I'm sure she loves it, yeah. She yeah. does. She does. She's been there a long time. Yeah, she really does. So it's so nice to meet you. Yeah, you too. Thank you so much for reaching out and being so willing to share your story. Absolutely. Yeah. I'll do anything for Goucher. Oh, <laughs> alumni like you are truly what makes us so great. Really, not just saying that. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Right, good thank luck you. to you. All righty. Have good a good luck day. Okay, you too. Bye-bye. Okay, Bye-bye.